Welcome, everyone, to the Jake Dunlap Show. This is your weekly dose of real success stories from entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and the people that you love. If you've ever wondered what makes people tick, what are the weird things that happened to them in their past that helped to shape the people that they've became? Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can tune in and get exactly that. The behind behind the scenes, not the typical behind the scenes, but the real stories that shaped some of the people that you know, love, and follow. Today's topic is going to be how to get deals unstuck, which to me is like one of the most fun topics like ever. I know that seems weird that I think that this is a fun topic, but I really do think it's a fun topic because, yeah, it's like some very small things that you can do that will like have a massive, massive impact on your ability to get people. So I'm just going to pull up LinkedIn so I can see the comments as well. You can't see. It's kind of weird. You like can't see it in the chatter. So, um, so let me pull that up and we will get into it. So again, excited to talk about this. And if y'all have questions too, you know, if y'all have questions too, as things pop up, um, yeah, go ahead, join me, join in, ask questions. A um, couple things here, housekeeping, I'm gonna drop this into as part of it, is um, our modern outbound playbook. You all have been asking for it. We've got our first edition of, of uh, the second half of Q. Uh, what's up, Ryan? Ryan's from Boston. Boston's in the house. I love that Sam Adams commercial, like your cousin from Boston. It's a great one. A um, couple things in here. Make sure I'm going to do a post here coming up next Monday. Be on the lookout for it. That's going to tease out that you can get an advanced copy of our Modern Outbound Playbook. For those of you who don't know the Modern Outbound Playbook, every six months or so, we we work with hundreds of companies on optimizing their outbound process. So imagine what we try to then do is we now then take the plays and we just give them to you all, right? So make sure, you know, you feel free if you want, you can DM me or even here, you know what you can do? Even here, if you're like, yes, Jake, I'd like a copy, just drop a why in the comments, just a quick why, just why. And I'll make sure my team goes through and looks at the comments and we'll get you guys advanced copies. So go ahead, put a Y in the comments here. You don't need to wait till Monday. We'll get it to you. The other thing I want to call out is next Tuesday, um, I'm going to be doing a webinar with my friends over at Sales Hacker. Um, we are talking about the modern sales journey. You're going to see, I'm going to be going big on this uh, for the next probably six months, which is a concept of as our, our behaviors changed, uh, in there we go. Ryan's the first to it. Ryan, you're going to be the first official person with a modern outbound playbook. So I'm excited for you. Um, what's happening in our B2C worlds and how we buy in B2C is going to directly impact everything that happens in how people buy in B2B. Right now, we've got these archaic sales processes that were built years and years and years and years and years ago. Uh, Blake, Blake Gleason's number two in for the modern outbound playbook. Um, I'm telling you, if you guys don't know, and Becca, maybe on my team can drop in a link to some of the other ones, but go check out the other ones too. But if you're somebody who's really looking to understand, hey, even if I'm just, a, if I'm a seller and I want to try to think, how can I create a better experience? Join me next Tuesday. It's like a week from like right now. Um, and I'll be talking about that. So next Monday, next Tuesday, I've got two lives, one on Monday, number one on Tuesday. We'll talk Monday about the modern outbound playbook, get ready to lose your mind. Um, and Tuesday, we'll talk about modern. Uh, modern sales processes. Because again, think about in B2B. 
you know, people make thousands and thousands of dollars of purchase with like a click to buy. It shows up at our door. In B2B, it's like, go talk to this person, then this person, then there's this, and then there's this. It's absolutely ridiculous. Benjamin, we've got you. Benjamin Silbert, Silbert Esquire. Ooh, I, that would be a cool one. I have an MBA, but I'll never really talk about it. But if I had an Esquire, I might put that on my profile too. You know, it just sounds very like regal, right? So, all right. So why you all shot? So that's the housekeeping items. I'm glad we got that out of the way. So now we're going to spend the next 20 minutes. I'm going to give you some of my go-to tips for each part of the process. Again, if you want the Modern Outbound Playbook, it drops next week. Just drop a Y in the chat for all of you joining now. It is all of the best plays that we have aggregated across hundreds of clients. It's like a cheat sheet for outbound. Um, it's going to blow your mind. Back on our team did an amazing job on the marketing side. So I'm excited. Okay. So we are going to break down how to get deals unstuck step-by-step. Step. Also, I would love it if any of you are like, Jake, I've got a deal that's stuck now. Feel free to drop in like a couple sentences about it. Jake, here's what happened. Here's what it is, etc. And I'm happy to do some of this live. So first, what happens when I drop it, when a deal gets stuck? I'm going to call this like post-discovery. Post-discovery. Let's go. Joshua, we got you. Becca, make sure we're get, we're, we DM all these people so we can get their email addresses. So post-discovery, um, you get that meeting. Oh my gosh. You get the first meeting with someone. You get real excited. And then after the first meeting, they're like, crickets? I, I don't know how to make the chirp sound of a cricket. Like, chirp, chirp. Like, they don't really sound like a chirp. It's more of like a, a bird of some type. Um, and then they go dark, right? And And I'll tell you, there's some very simple things that you can do to ensure that post-discovery, this doesn't happen. Number one, and this is, I used to, dr I drill my reps. And I, here's what I used to do. Um, um, always set the next meeting on the call. Assume everyone is going to go dark <laughs> if you don't do this. Um, going to go dark if you don't. Okay, this is number one. This alone, my friends, I, I have seen this on thousands of deals. And what I used to do is my, if my reps didn't book the first meeting, if they didn't book the next meeting after the call, I would make them call that person back up and be like, hey, I just realized my calendar is filling up really quick next week. What does Monday look like in the afternoon? Let's both open our calendars. Get the next meeting on. I, 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 look, I don't have any like scientific facts. So some of you might be like, well, this, what, where are the numbers? My anecdotal fact is like, I, this is going to cure at least like 40% of people from going dark post-discovery. Just this, this stupid thing here. Just literally set Set the next meeting. That's all you have to do. At the end of the meeting, don't be like, okay, well, great. We'll follow up with you next week. Kill that shit. Kill that shit. Instead, hey, all right, let's open up our calendars. I know mine's actually pretty full on Friday and Monday. How does next Tuesday look between this window? And then next thing, okay? You're going to ask me the next one. How to handle, I don't have everyone's calendar. That's the common objection that happens next. You know, oh yeah, Jake, I'd love to do that, but yeah, I just I just don't have everyone's calendar in front of me. So um, let me get back to you, and and we'll I know I'll get back to you. Chirp, 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 chirp. Nothing, right? So here's the verbiage that you use. I want again, 
I, I, look, all these are techniques that I've learned over the years. So like literally just steal them, just steal them. Just literally repeat after me at the end of the meeting. Here's what you're going to say. You're going to say, um, so great. So let me know what your calendar looks like next Tuesday morning. And then you've got to be proactive. I know you probably don't have Linda's calendar in front of you. So let's just pick a spot as a placeholder and then you can confirm with her. That's it. That's all you got to do. I am telling you, my friends, this shit works. It is so easy. So not only do you, you say, hey, this is when we're going to meet. Acknowledge the fact, hey, I know you don't have Linda's calendar. Is it open for you? Great. Let's put that as a placeholder. And then you can confirm with her today if it works or come back with an alternative time. Done. If you do those things, solving for people ghosting you or getting stuck post-discovery is going to literally go away. Or you'll start to see that they're not interested. So that's all you got to do. That's it. You literally have to just tell them this is what it's going to be. Okay. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, questions in the discovery. Questions in the discovery that will help you to make sure deals don't get stuck. To make sure, I kind of am going a little out of order here, but hey, it's all right. Uh, things don't get stuck. So that way, if you're watching this and you want to tag somebody on your team, they want to come and watch it, they can do it. That's great. Okay, number two, um, big number two. I guess I just did it number two there. So I'll just say like next topic um, is during the discovery. The biggest part I, I hear people ask is they don't ask who needs to be involved. And so the way that we typically teach this is the first set of questions like, great, hey, tell me a little bit about um, kind of your responsibilities around this specific thing. Like, what does your team look like, et cetera? Great, they do that. Then at the very beginning, you say something to the effect of like, hey, great. So if it sounds like there's something that could be here, maybe we will loop in Linda down the road. That's it. You set the stage early because here's what happens. During the sales call, sales resistance goes like this. Early on, oh, we're just chatting, da, da, da. And then we get to the end of the call and I'm like, uh-oh, here they come. Here comes the close. Oh God, how do I do it? So anyway, just some things to think about, right? So in the discovery process, you have to set the tone early. If it seems like there's a fit, maybe we'll loop in Linda down the road or in the next few meetings. Sound good? Great. Okay, next question. Do it early in the process. Get buy-in early in the process. When you ask for that later, how many of you and you can raise your hands, you can toss a thumbs up, a light bulb, a thinking. Why do these, I swear to God, these emojis look like they were drawn with felt tip pen, like a bleeding felt tip pen. They're so funny to me. I don't know why. Um, so um, the next thing that happens, right, is like deals get stuck when at the end of the call, this happens. Okay, you're, you just did your discovery call, and then what happens? Okay, great. What are next steps? I'd love to loop in, you know, Rachel and, and talk to her about XYZ. And then what do they say? A hundred percent of the time, maybe not a hundred, maybe it's like 95%. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Can you like send me some information and blah, blah, blah. And it's because you didn't know the person's name. And so you need, that's why I need to know their name. So then I can make the suggestion at the end of the call. Hey, it sounds like, or, or earlier in the process, you mentioned Linda might be involved later. So if it seems like it's a good fit, we'll loop her in on the next conversation. So again, don't eliminate words like I'd love to. It would be great if just act like things are normal and go from there. Okay. So uh, next best practice. Okay. So next up. So my number three here, I realize like I'm like, like redoing numbers here, but 
just just go with it. I'll put like three A next time. Like I'll think about it. Um, so three A here is so that's the discovery process. So just to summarize, okay. Make sure you ask in the, early in the conversation about their team, who's typically involved, and set a precedent early. Hey, okay, great. So it sounds like if, if there might be something here, maybe we'll loop in Linda on the next few conversations. Cool. Okay, great. Next conversation. Next question. Next question. Get that buy-in early in the process. That's step one. Ask the right questions. Get buy-in early. Step two is make things sound normal and book every single meeting before you hang up. That's it. If you're in the discovery process, you're getting. Uh, you know, you're getting losing deals. That's what you do. Okay. Number three here. All right. Uh, setting the next meeting on the call. Okay. So we talked about that. So I'm going to talk about the recap and driving momentum. All right. In in like larger deals, they don't have to be like million dollar deals, um, but I'll drop that in there. And again, like I said, feel free. If you guys have questions here, you're like, Jake, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. That's bullshit. I don't think it'll work, whatever. Just drop that in there too. But if you have questions, like, and again, if you have a real life scenario, like be selfish. You're like, Jake, look, here's what I'm going through. Like pull it, pull it in there. What sucks about LinkedIn Live is I can't just pull people live like I could on Instagram, which would be a lot of fun. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do this on Instagram so we can actually like talk to people live. Um, so next thing I want to talk about is recap and driving momentum. So what happens after that meeting? Um, so you get the next meeting, you're talking to the people, etc. Okay. So I want to talk through, okay. So then, then what happens is usually other people get involved. What you have to start to realize is it's your job to quarterback all of the coordination between people. It's not your champion's job or whoever that you had the first meeting with. You have to assume, I used to tell all my reps this and, and my directors and managers, whoever you meet with the first time is most likely not the right person. It's somebody you reached out to cold. It's someone who came inbound. They were told to go reach out inbound. So what you have to make sure you do is say, okay, great. So it sounds like this is your role. We're going to have the next conversation here. Typically, I see IT is involved here. This person's involved here, et cetera. Um, let me know, like, okay, is their email address blank at blank? Okay, this. Okay, I'll go ahead and include them on the invite for you. Okay, great. Right? Or, you know, like, hey, great. So I'll send the invite to you and then I'll add them or, you know, I can send it to you and you can add them. But you want to make sure that you're taking the ownership of quarterbacking the coordination. Don't leave that up to grabs. Don't, or, you know, don't leave that up to like chance that maybe they'll book it. Maybe they, that maybe they won't go ahead and book it for them as a part of it. So that's great. Let me see that. So my son's homesick. So he just drew a Lamborghini right there. It's been drawing today. Lamborghini. Let's see what else he drew here. Oh, he drew marshmallow. Look at that. That's pretty good. He just drew marshmallow there. It's pretty good, man. All right. So you're talking to like 20 plus. I've got like a bunch of people here live. Yeah. Just drawing away. It's pretty good marshmallow. Um, so back to sales. And Landon, you can stick around too if you want to learn all about sales. Right. I know you like to learn about it. So anyway, so there we go. I can see it's funny. It's, it's like pulling up right now. I can see it on like the screen. I love this. Um, so cool. All right. So what, where, where was that? Driving momentum. Okay. So you quarterback the whole thing. And then the next thing is you make it sound typical. You make it sound normal. And so what do, what do I mean by that? Is like, so 3A here, I'm going to give you 3A. 3A is, uh, 3A is um, suggest who needs to be involved. This is where I see a lot of reps. And I'm telling you like older school reps too. This is where they, they really struggle. Uh, if you have sold a product, you should know that like who needs to be involved. Like let's say if you sell like a sales engagement platform, 
Okay. If I sold outreach, if I sold sales loft or whatever, groove, in, outplay, I, just insert one. Okay. I already know who needs to be involved. Sales operations, sales development leadership, probably some top sales development reps or team leads or something like that. And then maybe somebody from the CRM team. It's going to be the same cast of characters over and over and over and over again. So when I end that second meeting, maybe it's a bigger demo, et cetera, what I'm going to do, and it could be after the discovery meeting, I could say, great. So typical next steps is we would now, like, like let's say if you're talking to revenue operations or sales ops, um, you would say, great. So typical next steps is, look, at the end of the day, the sales development team is going to have to be able to use this. So what we typically will do is we'll loop them into it for a demo, get their feedback. Is this something that they see is going to add more value than what they're doing now? Where do they see it adding value? Assuming it's something that they're, they see the value in, then potentially you know, we can talk about like what a proof of concept or a pilot might be. But at this stage, we have to loop in so-and-so. That's it. Not, I'd love to set up time with the sales development team. I'd love to make it sound like you've been there and done it. You need to you know who needs to be involved. Go look at your deals, at the deals that have closed one and the deals that have closed lost. And it will tell you what needs to happen. I'll give a real, I'll give you a very real story in a real sales scenario. Um, I was a VP, interim VP of sales for a company. We ended up selling to Yelp. It was an iPad wait list management the company is called No Wait. Um, and what we realized, you know, marketing might reach out or other group finance, other groups would reach out. And we realized if the VP of operations wasn't involved, then deals just didn't get done. They didn't get done because the VP of store ops had a say on what goes in their store. And so what we would do is we'd say, hey, so typically where we're at now, we have to loop in the VP of store operations. At the end of the day, these are going to go into her stores. And so she needs to at least feel comfortable and some type of proof of concept before we move forward. But that's our typical next step. It worked. They looped them in every single time that there's a real deal. And if they didn't, there wasn't a deal because we knew we couldn't be successful if those other groups weren't involved. So that's what you got to do. Okay. You have to suggest who needs to be involved. Thank you everyone again for listening to another episode. If you are listening all the way to the end, I hope you have left a review. I hope that you make sure that you're following or subscribing on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. We'll be back next Thursday. And again, make sure to check out the Monday episodes as well too. A lot of people are really enjoying these kind of mini episode Mondays. So make sure to tune in, subscribe, and leave a review.